you ever wonder what the point is of acting on your environmental values about, say, not flying or eating less meat if you like meat or avoiding packaged food, the things that I'm big into, driving less, carpooling? If you're one person out of seven some billion, what you do doesn't matter. And people say this to me a lot. Josh, you cannot fly all you want. You can avoid packaged food all you want. What you do doesn't matter compared to what billions of people are doing. All you're doing is missing out on the Eiffel Tower and Machu Picchu. Why don't you just go fly? Now, I think they're just trying to figure out ways to excuse themselves and to fly and to uh, sleep at night. But this would flummox me for a while. And it took me a while to reach something I mentioned in a past episode. I'll just review it here quickly. The reason I don't steal is not because I think my not stealing will stop other people from stealing. I don't steal because it would hurt other people, often people who can't stop themselves, who, who can't defend themselves from me stealing from them if I were to do it. Even if everyone in the world stole, I would still not steal because I think it hurts people and I, I think it's wrong. I, I mean, it's wrong for me to steal. I believe that it hurts other people who are defenseless to stop me from me polluting their worlds. So I don't steal. I mean, I also don't, I try to avoid polluting as much as I can. Even if it doesn't change other people's behavior, I'm still going to avoid polluting as a matter of living by my values. If the whole world pollutes, I'm still going to do my best not to pollute. All right, so that's what I talked about in my TEDx talk. And I separate me living by my values is separate from me trying to influence others. When I'm living by my values, I'm happy if people use me as a role model and see me as something and say, oh, Josh is doing it. Maybe I can too. But I don't expect that that's going to lead others. Separately, I also try to lead others. I also, you know, with my podcast and my speaking and all the stuff that I do to try to influence others, there's also that. Here's what I've been getting at recently. If you try to influence people to do something and you are not doing that thing yourself, you lose your credibility. People don't pay attention to you. There are a lot of people out there who are attempting to lead others to pollute less while they themselves are not polluting less. Actually, there are a lot of people who are trying to influence people to do things that they themselves are not doing, and it rarely works. Or rather, it works contrary to how they expect. There are a lot of people out there saying, everyone should pollute less. Everyone should emit less greenhouse gases while they themselves emit more than almost anyone on the planet, almost anyone who's ever lived, more than the average American. And I think people are learning or people are following their lead that these, a lot of Americans, a lot of people in the world are saying, yeah, everyone should stop polluting while they themselves do not stop polluting. That's what the so-called leaders, the would-be leaders have led them to do is to tell others not to pollute while they themselves still pollute. So to try to lead very, I don't know in many other areas where there's a lot of people who are saying or claiming to leadership or trying to lead to do the opposite of what they themselves are doing, just to open the door you got to live by the values that you're talking about. That may not influence others, but at least you got a chance at it. The way I've been thinking about it lately is I'm going to talk about it in terms of going to the gym, but this could be lots of other areas. I'm sure people are familiar with this on being on either side of it. If you don't get how to translate it into other things in your life, ask me and I'll try to help. If you go to the gym long enough, eventually the following will happen. Someone will come in who has very little experience going to the gym, often none, but has read a bunch of books on how to lift weights or how to do this or how to do that. And this person will come in and out of ignorance, but thinking they know a lot from having read all the stuff, they'll go up to someone and say like, oh, you know, you can improve your form on this or you could get more results from doing that. People who are regular gym goers, you just patiently listen to them. They are so ignorant 
that they don't know that they're embarrassing themselves. And I'm sure, I don't know, Marlon Brando probably had people come up to him and say, here's a better way to act. I'm sure I've been on both sides of this many, many times. Oftentimes people who think they know what they're talking about, just from some reading stuff about it, but without actual experience, will think that they know a lot and they'll tell people what to do. They'll try to give instruction, not knowing that they're not really helping anyone at all and embarrassing themselves, except they don't know that they are. If you don't act sustainably yourself, I'm increasingly seeing acting sustainably as any other performance area. You learn by practicing the basics. If you don't practice at all, if all you do is read and talk to people and tell people what to do and analyze and say, well, the government should do this and corporations should do that, you don't know what you're talking about. If you don't act sustainably yourself, you don't know what you're talking about. I used to let slide comments that one person's actions don't matter. And then I learned to distinguish. Now I learned that personal action is essential. Would you take piano lessons from someone who can't play piano? Would you take tennis lessons from someone who doesn't know how to hold a racket? That's most people talking about environmental action. Even if they know plenty about the science of how the environment works and sea level rise and things like that, they could be experts on the physical mechanisms, the biological mechanisms. But if they haven't acted, if they haven't done it, what it takes is not just an idea of what will lower emissions or produce less plastic. On the contrary, action leads to understand the issues. In particular, people's motivations, their relevant emotions, their worldviews. If people believe electric planes will solve airline emissions problems, no amount of data will influence them. We are all blind to such things. We all have these blind spots. Our world is built on these things, thinking it's okay when I do this when it hurts other people. I find that community motivates. If your community believes or practices one thing, changing it means facing community challenges. Experienced leaders know how to face and overcome those challenges. I don't think engineers and scientists know how to do these things. I don't think students know how to motivate people like this. I'm going to give an example from my life. Creating a sustainability committee for my building and trying to get it to collect food scraps and this is a program that New York City is bending over backward to support buildings to do. So, so if your building over a certain size in Manhattan collects food scraps or wants to, the city will give you this brown container that safely keeps your food or your food scraps, and they'll come and pick it up three times a week. And they take it to compost to be used on farms instead of to a landfill. So I don't know if you know, but food, if it decomposes in a landfill, it's anaerobic and it turns to methane, which is a greenhouse gas. And if you compost it, it decomposes aerobically, which means it doesn't turn to methane and it becomes fertilizer for some farm somewhere. So I went to my co-op board. We, I created a sustainability committee and proposed to the co-op board through the committee to start collecting food scraps, get one of these brown bins from the building. The co-op board resisted for all sorts of reasons that experienced people could rebut re with data, but still they resist. People congratulate me for taking over a year to fill a load of trash but that personal change would really be small. Me producing a lot less garbage compared to a whole building's worth of people, even if they each produce a little less garbage, there's a much bigger effect if I get a lot of people to make a little change than even if I make a very big change. But changing a community, a whole building's worth of people, that requires knowing my results from my personal change or else I'd give up. I happen to know from my personal experience, and I think many people would have similar results, at least in a building, a fair number of people would have this, it's kind of fun. I like to compost and it leads me to buy different types of food, more compostable stuff, less packaged stuff. The challenge with the board isn't a lack of facts. 
they aren't bad or backward people. They aren't stupid because humans learn through experience. And most of us lack experience. Most people, if we have not tried to go for a week without packaged food, to go for a year without flying, or even just a little while, go for a month without flying, for many people, that'd be a big deal. If you haven't tried to figure out, in my case, how to motivate a co-op board. Before I tried, I would think that the issue was, do they know what composting is? Once they know what it is, then they'll do it. That's not the issue at all. They thought it would bring rats. Now, when I talked to the city, and the city's happy to bring people to talk about it, they would find out that it doesn't create rats. In fact, in most cases, it decreases rats because when you have the food stuff in with the regular garbage, you can't separate it. Rats get into everything. But if you take the food scraps out of the regular garbage, then you have a chance at protecting it and stopping more rats from coming, more vermin from coming. But they don't know that. I realize that it's not about, it's about their existing beliefs. It's about the stories that they tell themselves, not the facts. That's what leadership is about. Try not eating packaged food for a week. You find out that it's not about depriving yourself. It's not about recipes. It's about shopping. It's about connection and community and how you learn from other people. Listen to my podcast. Almost every time someone takes on a personal challenge, at first they think it's about how do I avoid coffee cups or how do I avoid meat? Afterward, it's about how they connected with their husband, with their wife, with their kids, how they, after years of hearing their son tell them, to stop putting in the garbage in the recycling and stop putting the recycling in for the gar- with the garbage and for the first time they hear it. And it always turns out to be about community and connection. Well, that's what it is for myself. But when you try to motivate others, it's rarely, if ever, a lack of facts. It's what's the story that they're telling themselves that stops them from doing it. What's their fear? What's, it's usually something emotional. If you, when you face it yourself, you realize what they're facing too. And then you can talk about it. You can bring it out and you can lead them on it until you felt it. You're guessing, you're telling them stuff that pushes them up against their resistance and reinforces that resistance. That's why you have to do it yourself so you can learn what it's really about inside. What are the motivations of these people? What are their fears and hopes and dreams and stories? And if you think, if you miss, if you're trying to motivate people without connecting with community and connection and joy, and all you're doing is talking about what not to do, only by doing it do you realize what you get on the other side. Just like someone who goes to the gym, it's not about torture it's about how you feel afterward. Well, it's different things for different people, but it's, it may, maybe it's about health and strength and wellness, personal awareness, self-awareness. And when you act on these things, then you realize what it's really about. In my case, it started with delicious. Then it was about joy. Then it was about connection and community. Who knows what's going to come next, but it's always something really joyful. And if you don't experience it and you're just spouting off these facts that you read in a book and this is what everyone should do, I don't think you're going to motivate people that effectively. So because humans learn through experience, people who lack experience, most people proposing solutions don't know what they're talking about. I met someone the other day who talked about how authentically and genuinely he, his company, and the company's famous founder CEO committed to sustainability. So we were having coffee. Then as we walked from the cafe where we met to his office, he went on his phone. I didn't even notice him doing this. But he took out his phone and ordered through an app a coffee from a different cafe, which he got in a single-use disposable plastic cup. So he went from one cafe where he was using a mug and then got another coffee in something disposable. And he explained to me, I didn't ask him for this, and he just said, oh, you know, it doesn't, it kind of evens out because I know it's a single-use cup, but I'm not getting a straw. And yet he got a second plastic lid, two lids for the same cup. So this man has not experienced the personal change that leads to living authentically and genuinely, at least with with regard to the environment. He's the guy at the gym who read a few books before going for the first time 
And he's telling longtime regulars how to improve their form. He's saying, I'm changing people through my company, but he hasn't done it himself. I'm pretty sure, I could be wrong, and I hope I am, but I'm pretty sure that he treats sustainability in every area like he does with regard to coffee cups, which is to say, he doesn't realize how much he's polluting and he thinks that, oh, I'm giving up a straw. Maybe this cup doesn't matter. And he would say that he, he would use that cup for multiple things all day, but he'd get a new cup every day. Fitness, like sustainability, these things come from practice, consistent refinement, and things like that. It is as much mental as physical, and nothing substitutes for experience. Resilience, persistence, focus, empathy, compassion, and so on. These are the tools of the trade. Yeah, you have to start and end with science. Yes, definitely. Systems thinking and nature. But until you push yourself to where you find the joy, the glory, the simplicity, and the value and everything of acting sustainably yourself, and you face your own internal resistance, and you see resistance which might be like yours but might be different in others, and face that resistance, you're just talking gibberish. If this guy with the coffee cup goes for one week, just some period of time with some challenge where he has to face, how am I going to get this coffee without polluting? And he really goes for it. He's going to learn so much more about certainly persistence and overcoming internal resistance. And then also as he does it, he'll start looking into the effect of plastic and things like that. And he'll learn more. That's what comes from personal action. And if you want to influence others, and I hope you do, I do because it brings such joy to live by environmental values, to live so simply, to enjoy vegetables, to enjoy your community, to not feel like you have to leave where you live multiple times per year for a thousand miles away, to have to force yourself not to think of what you're doing to the world and act like it's everyone else, but not yourself. These things improve your life to face these things and overcome these challenges. That kind of emotional challenge, overcoming that, that's what personal action is for. Then you can influence others. If you don't influence yourself, and you're trying to influence others. So many people, when I ask them, listen to my podcast, I invite people to act on their environmental values. I say, this thing that you care about, can you act on that? Many, many people respond with, I'll get my office to do X. I'll get these other people to do Y. I'll tell my kids to do this. They haven't done it themselves. They're talking gibberish. Once they start doing it themselves, then they share the joy and the glory and the fun and the community and the connection. So that is my, this is my ongoing journey of discovering why it matters, personal action. If you want to influence others and you haven't done it yourself, you're not going to get very far. If you have done it yourself, you got to like to stand on. You might not be successful. I might not be successful in influencing others, but I got a reason to try. Personal action allows me to share joy. Most people don't hear it, actually. I talk about how much I love not flying and they think it's, they still hear that it's deprivation and sacrifice and it, to them, it's just missing their grandmother's funeral. It's just not getting to see these amazing things in the world. They don't realize that they can get more value otherwise. I know that. That's how I can share it. At least it's happened with me. I see that there's a chance that there's something that people can get. Maybe the other people are different than me. I don't know. But that's the value of personal action. It gives you a leg to stand on. It gives you credibility. It enables you to try to influence others, to lead, meaning what I mean by leadership is to help others to do what they want to do, but haven't figured out how.